Welcome to the Bougie in a Backpack podcast. We fly first class, we fly business class, we fly spirit. Sometimes we even stay in hostels, even though we have hotel status. I'm Mackenzie from Travel Hacks Mac. I'm Angel from the Pennywise Traveler. We're just here to talk about travel. How we can travel more, travel better, being able to save money, but still having high quality experiences. We're not limiting our discussions to travel. We're going to talk about other ways we can save money in our lives to live what we like to call bougie in a backpack. This week we are talking about different weird ways you can save on travel, whether it's saving on food, saving on transportation, and other cheap vacation stuff. For those that are curious of where I've done cheap vacations at, so I actually went to Cabo. This is how I got Hyatt Globalist last year when there was a challenge. The Cabo hotel I stayed at for Hyatt Place Los Cabos, it was also my birthday, so my friend came with me to fly out for my birthday. That hotel, because it was off-peak pricing, was 3,500 points per night, and that was in Mexico. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. Cheap. And that's like, that's also goes to show how valuable Hyatt points are too. Exactly. that That's cheap. And it was in Cabo. Like you can stay at a fancy resort or you can stay at the Hyatt place. Like I did in 3,500 points per night. It's not that bad. Like you, and Uber works there too. So Uber doesn't work in Cancun and apply the Carmen, but it works in Cabo. So you can take an Uber anywhere and you can also book like different, like hotel excursions and stuff through that Hyatt as well so it's like it's not like i was missing out on anything from staying at the hyatt place it was cheap my friend didn't mind the hotel it was within walking distance or we split an uber to go to different restaurants and different things so it wasn't out of the way it wasn't inconvenient because like uber worked there also because um we could split the uber there or we can just walk to places i mean walking was a bit more far but if you want to exercise because you ate a lot that's another option for you <laughs> if you feel like walking would help you feel better but that's just one example so like imagine if i just booked that um hyatt place or hyatt house in san juan and paid an extra 100 dollars per night so let's say that's 100 times five nights right so that's 500 dollars, right but then for 500 dollars, like for fifty thousand points it's like i could have got like a few nights at a hyatt instead mm-hmm. of mexico and to get to mexico this is even more to the fury i flew on spirit <laughs> so like it was cheap to fly spirit out of lax to go to cabo direct anyway it was non-stop so i did the bougie in the budget wave when i was getting high at globalist i flew spirit i also got the cheap high for 3,500 points per night when i was doing the high globalist challenge last year so you don't always have to stay at a very expensive place to maintain status you can also stay at the cheaper ones if you're trying to get a high elite nights or high for points or anything this is a very easy redemption for you for easy an example. Yeah. I don't recommend spending money just to maintain the status. If you have yeah. other options, you always have to look at your other options. I know that most of the time people by default, they're like, oh, well, I have Hyatt status. I'm just going to use that. But I'm like, okay, if I didn't research the Airbnb, I would have just realized it was like more than double. Like it was like a hundred dollars. Like I'm not going to pay an extra $100 to stay there just because I have a Hyatt like globalist it doesn't make sense for me and also the airbnb you can still stack with the british airways points so now that i'm totally missing out i still have british airways points i'm getting so it's 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 all about looking at things differently and seeing how much they make more sense to you and i know for me i use british airways points because i use them to fly domestically and for american airlines so i will use them i think people do that even worse with airlines they're like oh well i'm i have united status so i want to go to the lounge so i'm going to book united flight and then it's like if you're not if you're limiting your options to one airline like it's probably going to be really expensive because the same flight could be you know half the price on american and it's like 
pretty much the same experience, but you're just, you know, if, like if you, I, I think it's good to not focus too much on status. Like it can be a differentiator. If it's like $5 difference. Okay. Well, I'll have a better experience. I might get upgraded if I go with the one with status, but you don't have to do that. Also, if you fly domestically in the U.S., most of the times, if you fly first class or so, if you don't have a spe- specific credit card, so like, for example, if you're flying domestically and you, you're like, oh, well, I have Delta, right? I'm, I book a Delta first class flight. I could go to Delta Lounge. No, that doesn't work that way. You didn't have a, you have to pay <laughs> because it doesn't work domestically. But if you're flying internationally, you can get access to the lounge. But if you're flying domestically, you don't get access to the lounge. You have to either have the American Express Platinum card or the other Delta, the other Delta card that gives you the Centurion Lounge access to go to the Delta Lounge. Just because you bought a first class flight doesn't mean you get access. So you also have to know the different rules that come into play of how you're booking your flight. Meanwhile, a person like me can have access to the lounge for a Centurion from a Spirit flight, but you won't have access, even though you booked a first class flight like on, first Del- class. on Delta, but you didn't have the credit card to go into the Centurion lounge, but I did. So I'm going to go there. Yeah. And I feel spirit. So. Yeah. We'll definitely, we'll definitely do an episode on lounge how to get into the lounges because that can be very confusing too i think a lot of people think you need to have status to get into lounges which is not true people think no. you need to be flying first class to get into lounges that helps sometimes but not always like it doesn't always guarantee you getting in so yeah and yeah, it's also a different a strategy of what, you, what you're doing too so like when i flew american airlines to go to bahamas so centurion lounge wasn't open yet but guess what i got an upgrade on first class and guess what because part of my segment was business class because that was part of the itinerary i was able to go to the admiral's club oh that's nice but i don't have the credit card so that's how i was able to get in the same thing when i was going back to the u.s because that segment from bahamas to um miami was in business class i was able to get into amherst club again for free so i and and amherst club is very different than the other lounges where you could get it um on arrival and also when you leave when you when you Mm -hmm. when you leave so you can get food when you land at the airport so like people don't know that too yeah yeah like delta that's like a couple months ago i was going to san francisco and i did like i had one of those sometimes sometimes i have a day where i'm like let's see if i can just spend zero money in addition to what i've already done so for that for that trip i flew into san francisco and i was staying at the hyatt regency and so they had a a free shuttle you know, we love our free shuttles. So, but, but, so that was my transportation, right? So, but I land in San Francisco and I was flying Delta and Delta actually lets you in on arrival for the lounges. So the problem is though, if you're flying international, usually you have to like go through customs and stuff. So you'll be kicked out of the airport and you can't re-enter because you don't have a boarding pass. But if you're flying domestic, when you land, you can go to the lounge and get food. So what I did, I had landed kind of early. I didn't have any plans for the day. And I also like didn't have lunch or dinner. So I went and I had a work I had to do. So I went to the lounge and I like got my laptop and I just like ate there and like hung out there. The lounge, the Delta lounges aren't always good, but the one in San Francisco is really nice. So I just like hung out there for a little while. And then once I was done, I was like, okay, they had free drinks and everything. And they had, they had a really good buffet too, like really good hot food and everything. And then, so yeah, once I was done, I checked also Hyatt has a really good, they had a, um, a tracker so you could see where the, the shuttle was so I could time it perfectly. And then I got, I went to where the shuttle picks you up and just got picked up, got taken to the hotel. And so I like that day besides, of course I booked that flight 
and I actually paid cash for that flight. But like besides that, I didn't spend any money that day because even at the hotel, I was paying with points and I didn't spend any money on meals or anything. So I don't know. That's that's like a little bougie hack there. And the way that I got in to the lounge was because I have an American Trust Platinum card. So if you have the American Trust Platinum card and you're flying Delta, you can get to the Delta lounge. So Delta is one of the few ones that lets you in on arrival. I know I've tried it with United and they they say with United they only let you in because I have um Star Alliance Gold which I got from Singapore. I got it from Singapore Airlines yeah so I, there's a promo where if you transferred a bunch of points to Singapore Airlines you could get um you could get gold status and thankfully it was right when I was booking my honeymoon so I t- transferred a bunch of points for me and my husband my homeboy and um so we were able to get I was able to get status just from doing that that I was doing anyway which like I wouldn't recommend everyone do that but at the time it actually made a ton of sense for me and so I I still have Starline's gold status even like it's almost it's like gonna be two years of having that status and then um but they they told me I've tried it a couple times they say that you can enter the United Lounge if you have status you you can enter on arrival but only from international flights however international flights on arrival you would have to go through customs so I don't like, I don't know how that's even possible. Like, how could you even stop in the lounge? Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're like. So I don't know how you could mm-hmm. unless you were, that was your final. No, even if that was your final destination, you still would have had to go through customs. So I don't know. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I think uh, for that one, I did something, something similar for American Airlines. So when I was coming from Bahamas, so when I flew, I, I took the shuttle. You had to pay for the shuttle in the Bahamas. So I stayed at Atlantis, which I also got through a status match. See, like all these different vacations that you never thought you would have just from hotel status matching or like doing random travel hacks. So my flight from Bahamas to Miami, I went to the Priority Pass Lounge there. Because there was a Priority Pass lounge, so that's how I got breakfast. So when I landed in Miami, there's American Express lounge, and there's also um, Amherst Club, because I flew business for that segment, so I could go to either one. So I went to Centurion, because I like Centurion Lounge. So I went to that one, because I also got a free massage there after my flight, which was nice. And then um, when I got to LAX, because my segment from, from Bahamas to Miami was in business, that granted me Amherst Club, so I got there for dinner. So I had all my Aww. my food covered for that day for like breakfast at the lounge, lunch at the lounge, dinner at the lounge. I didn't have to worry about buying food like a no. This was like a zero. What, what is it called? Like a, yeah, zero cost zero, day. Zero cost day that I had. That's what I. That's what I'm. Call, yeah, that's what I call it. Zero cost day where I just used all the different stuff that was available to me to take advantage so that's what i did i literally just had a zero cost day that day i was like well i never imagined myself ever doing this ever but hey like if you know how to play the different rules that come into play definitely take advantage of them because they can help you out like i know that some people think it's very funny so i was talking to this guy and he thought it was really really funny to go that i walked to centurion lounge from american express to go to a different terminal and i was like well i'm not gonna pay 25 dollars you know what happened he took a photo and he sent me one that he actually did for United this time. I was like, oh. 
So he, he was like, yeah, it saved me money on the lunch. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder where you learned that yeah. from. Yeah, zero cost day. <laughs> zero cost day because they can add up. Like, I, I know this to some people. They're like, well, why would I want to eat there? Like, it's like you had to walk 20 minutes to go from because LAX doesn't have a train. So you have to walk. So yeah. I literally had to walk when I was flying United to go to Houston. I had to. I, and also you're flying basic economy. You cannot check in in a United app. You have to check in at the counter. So because I was flying basic uh-huh. economy, I had to check in at the counter. So I had to do that for my flight. And then like I, I had to walk like 20 minutes from the United terminal to the American Express terminal. And then I had to walk back for the flight because there's no train. So it didn't make sense for me. So I was like, all right, so I guess I have to like factor in extra time to get there because I cannot check in on the app. I have to check in at the desk for the ticket. And then I have to walk 20 minutes to get to the lounge to get my food and then walk 20 minutes back to the terminal to leave for my flight. <laughs> so that's what oh. I literally had to do. But I, I was like, you know what? I, I used to live in New York. So like living in New York, I think it makes you kind of like, you're like, fine, like whatever. Cause I'm used to like taking the train everywhere or walking 15 to 20 yeah. minutes. Even New York, depending where you live, especially the lower East side, sometimes there's not a, a lot of trains. So even the lower East side around that era, you have to walk 15, 10 to 15 minutes to do a train station anyway. So like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of used to that already, like after living in New York for so long. So I was like, okay, whatever. 20 minutes is the same thing as me walking from like lower East side to the train station. That's fine. I've done that before. So I've, I've done that, you know, so I've done that before. But, um, yeah, it's all these different little hacks to save money and stuff that you don't think about. Because most people are like, oh, well, like, I don't want to pay for, like, food at the airport. And I'm like, well, you have airport lounge access with your credit card. You could just do that instead. And even a hack within yeah. that itself is, like, you think about, like, um, priority pass through Capital One where you can add people as free authorized users for them to get priority pass. So it's, mm-hmm. like, different hacks on top of each other depending on what your goals are. Yeah. My my layover time at um, Ontario was pretty on at um at Orlando was pretty much a whole day because <laughs> I didn't want to pay for like so I I landed I think around six six a.m. and then I left around six p.m. Oh for gosh. my flight so I had like a twelve hour time like a frame full work day yeah I had a, I actually worked a whole day at the lounge actually. <laughs> I spent the whole day there at the lounge, eating there, drinking there, the whole day at the lounge. So I, I actually worked out at the lounge that day because I didn't want to waste a whole work day. Because um, the thing is, is like if you fly Frontier Airlines, it's a budget airline, so there's no Wi-Fi. Spirit has Wi-Fi, but Frontier does not. So like I knew that if I took the the afternoon flight, I would have forgo that. But ironically, Frontier, I was very nosy. Frontier canceled that flight. <laughs> That I was that I was gonna take because I was in the lounge. So when I was already in lounge, I was looking at the um, you know how they have like the the um when the flight leaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was actually one of the flights that they canceled. So I was like, oh, so I actually got lucky that I didn't take the later flight. I was actually lucky. Oh that I took the, yeah, the morning flight. So like when I got to the airport in um, what's it called in in San Juan? They actually they had it on the 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 computer screen that they actually canceled that flight. So I was actually kind of lucky. Wow. I was like, oh. So I'm lucky that I actually took like the, the my flight was so early. It was like at six. It was like at six a.m. So I had to like leave at three in the morning. It was like super early. It was su- no, it was at three a.m. and I landed at six a.m. So I left super early from my Airbnb that I, I had to get to the um the airport for, and then they canceled that later flight that was later during the day that you would have just left San Juan in the afternoon around one o'clock. So I actually kind of like it sounds so ironic, but I actually 
got away with actually leaving um earlier because if i left later i would have stayed one extra whole day in san juan because they canceled wow. that flight. it's like by yeah. design like you knew that was i, I know it, i was like was this by fate where i was forced to take like a i have never took a flight at 3 a.m before <laughs> like i had to take a flight at 3 a.m and land around 6 a.m and then from 6 a.m onwards go to the lounge work for an entire day was that supposed to be by fate where this was lucky in my sense where this was supposed to work out this way i mean it was annoying because the flight got delayed for each of them because there was weather that was bad in, on um orlando so the flight from san Juan, and i didn't know until i got there so i would have stayed an extra hour at the airbnb sleeping that um, oh man <laughs> i didn't know like they didn't tell me until i got there They're like oh sorry this flight's actually delayed and i'm like oh i guess it's fine so i was flying to my friend's wedding last year for my friend kelly's wedding so i flew from lax to mexico city i think i had like a 10 hour layover or so from mexico city to i i just used it to explore mexico city that day and then i had mexico city to um to Cancun her her wedding was in Playa de Carmen so what I did was I um the 10 hours I had there I just when I got landed I showered and everything in the American Express lounge I had to work for a little bit for my workplace so I worked out of the lounge there and then I then I dropped off my stuff in the locker so Mexico City they have lockers a lot of airports oh, not that's all so them. nice I love when they have lockers yeah it's the best. not all airports have lockers a lot of them do, but you can leave your stuff in the locker if you're just out exploring. So that's a very easy hack. So if for people who fly carry on only or personal item only, you can't or you can't just check in the bag because sometimes your check in time they won't let you if it's too early, they won't let you check in the bag. But because mine was connecting, they were able to take my stuff. But I know that certain airlines, if you have to check within like two or three hours before your flight, but if it's before that, a lot of times they won't let you leave the bag at the at the airport it just depends on each airline yeah and some some um some cities i would say mostly cities not in the u.s though but some cities just have these public lockers that you can just Mm -hmm. use like i did i used one in japan i think because we had gotten our flight ended up getting a little bit delayed Mm -hmm. and so when we got to japan we had an airbnb experience booked and so and rather than like we were passing through because we were staying in um What's the, what's that, what's that neighborhood in Tokyo that's like really nice to stay in? Oh, Shinjuku? Um, that one? Shinjuku, yeah. So we're staying in Shinjuku, but we were passing like the, um like more like the city center where, where the experience is taking place. So it was like, okay, if we, we could go all the, we could take the train all the way through to Shinjuku and then put our bags away and then go back, but it would have wasted like an hour. So we mm-hmm. just put our bags, there was lockers, like we just, it didn't, wasn't that hard to find public lockers there that you can just use and rent and they're not that expensive, but those like, I'd never see those in the U.S., which yeah, like- I, that was the first time I when I was in Japan um, earlier in March in April, I that was the first time I saw train stations that have that too. Like I I've never seen it before. Like it's not very like in New York City. I don't see that at all. Like in New York, where you not just in New York. Them. Yeah, I, I don't see that in no. New York where you just leave them. Or maybe I'm not digging. I have to go. Re- now, I ha- now I have to go do my homework and research. I know. Now I'm not, I'm not sure if I just <laughs> like, like, expected maybe, it to maybe. not exist. Yeah, like maybe I have to research this if I go to Penn Station and stuff. Is if there is a locker or not? I don't. I don't. I don't remember seeing them, but maybe there is. But another hack is that if you can't find ones, depending on the hotel. Some hotels will, that you don't stay at, they'll let you drop off. Some say no, some say yes. It just depends on the hotel, so you have to research. Like um, in San Juan, and for the hotel that we were at in Hilton, they said that because I was not a guest, I could not just leave my stuff at luggage for the, the carry-on, the, the stuff there. But for Chicago, when I was at the Holiday Inn, they didn't care because they're like, oh, you're going to this conference. 
at the at the venue. But even though I was mm-hmm. going to the the conference at the Hilton in San Juan venue, they were like, no, that doesn't count. You have to stay here. So it, each hotel is kind of different for the different rules. Like I left my stuff at the Holiday Inn because they were like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you're coming here for this conference anyway, so you can leave your stuff here. Like you don't have to worry about it. Oh yeah, yeah. So because you're it like kinda... a paying, you're like a still paying customer mm-hmm. kind of there. So mm-hmm. yeah. so it kind of depends on each hotel and. This is actually another hack. <laughs> now we're doing other hacks. So when I we we flew to Chicago seminars for both me and Mackenzie, we we didn't fly together. But we no, I drove. I drove. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. She drove because she was in Indiana at the time, <laughs> not yeah. in her, not a, not a, not a different state. But um, so what happened was is that when I flew there, I actually this is going to become a very funny story. This was on Spirit on a red eye to Chicago, you know. <laughs> so I survived that as well, flying a red eye wow. to Chicago. That's like a sin. That's like a sin to go to Chicago seminars flying Spirit on a red eye because everyone's probably like everyone flew in there in business class and like they had their amenity kits and like yeah they were, they were giving away. So when we got to Chicago seminars, for those that don't know, this is a miles and points conference. Some of the giveaways that people were giving out were amenity kits. So I flew on Spirit, and then some people were like, oh how'd you get here? And I was like, Spirit Airlines. And they're like, oh, you didn't use your American. And I have American Airlines status, which is the funny part. So people are like, don't you have American Airlines status? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, why aren't you not using your status then? And I'm like, because the flight is double and I'm not going to pay double the price. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Like, sometimes I have status too. And I don't use it because it doesn't yeah. make sense for me to pay double the price. Like I, I just yeah. The goal is to like, save money, not to spend more money. So and, I, and I get that. Me, and for me, I'm a survivor. I'm fine. I could take the spirit flight. You know, that spirit flight ended up being delayed for like an hour or so. But whatever, like <laughs> happens. You know, <laughs> like I, I would. Yeah. And the, another sin. That spirit flight. I had to connect for that red eye. I had to connect in like Las Vegas for like an hour or two, and then take the oh, red okay. eye. So like, it was not a straight shot red eye either where i had to 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 go straight to chicago so i took the red eye there too and then i took the free shuttle so this sounds like so much hacks within the hack so this is what happened so because i i flew to chicago the hotel that had chicago seminars they have a free shuttle bus to the airport but i was staying at the hyatt because i i'm a hyatt globalist so i wanted to get hyatt elite nights and also because i was working through the hyatt challenge so i was like okay well like it doesn't make sense for me to stay at hold in because I want the Hyatt points for staying there you know like I want the late nights so I was like okay so this is a hack within a hack but because I was staying at Holiday Inn I, I mean I wasn't staying there but I was going there for the conference they let me use the airport shuttle for free so I literally oh, took yeah. the air, airport shuttle for free from the airport to Holiday Inn and because I was staying at Hyatt for Hyatt they have a certain mile radius where it's free for the shuttle bus so guess what the Holiday Inn to the Hyatt is free because it's within that mile radius so i took two buses i took one airport bus from the airport to holiday inn and then i took the other one from holiday inn to hyatt so i literally went from a different hotel <laughs> to a different hotel because it was allowed because it was in the hyatt shuttle and for those that didn't go to chicago seminars for this miles and points conference it's actually kind of very funny because Hyatt's within that radius to Holiday Inn, they had like a daily shuttle. Almost everyone that was taking that shuttle all went to Holiday Inn that day where they were in that group <laughs> chat taking photos. Because they like, knew. Because they're the hackers. They knew. Because they knew. Because they, they knew that that would work where you can take the free shuttle bus instead of paying for Uber. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And literally that, that shuttle bus was packed 
in the in the in the group chat where like people were taking the Hyatt shuttle bus together to go there because they didn't want to pay for the Uber or rent a car. So that's another hack in, in in itself. If you're staying in a hotel that has a free shuttle bus, that's very helpful because Uber can add up a lot. And if you're staying at an, another hotel that has a free shuttle, take advantage of that. And that doesn't have to be just places near the airport. So, so my friend Marianne was visiting from this was last year. She, we were staying. She was staying. I live in LA, but she was visiting, and she was staying at the Waldorf in Beverly Hills, so very nice Hilton property. Oh wow! That she was staying at. So then she she took the shuttle bus. <laughs> we were the next hotel she was staying at. It was at the W in LA, in the one near Westwood. So she took the free shuttle and it's in a it's not even a shuttle bus it's like um it was an escalade <laughs> so she's, oh my gosh she's it's in, like so i went with her because we're switching hotels because i we were going together for like a wedding but we thought it was easier to get ready together and stuff so i was staying with mm-hmm. her for those for those hotel nights we took the, sh- the escalade from the nice hilton property to the marriott property <laughs> and this is in los angeles in the city center so if you think this shuttle bus hotel hacks only works for airports it's not only just for airports it's even Mm -hmm. within different cities in itself so like you can use that for like los angeles for example where we literally went from beverly hills to a westwood just from taking i mean we tip them of course because you know that's kind of funny you go to the escalade (laughs) you you cannot go like you're going to a different competitor you're going to a different property yeah i'm surprised they didn't they just i don't know it feels weird they're like oh i'm gonna take you from one hotel to the other and it's not in the same brand or anything it's just like (laughs) that happened twice so i've done it twice i've done double the trouble i've done it once in chicago seminars from the ihg hotel from holiday inn to hyatt and i've done it a second time where i went from a hilton property to a marriott property so i've done all the crimes <laughs> that reminds me, I did something. This is before I was even travel hacking. I used to, if, when I would go to Chicago from Indiana, it, it can be kind of expensive to park your car, especially at hotels. So, what I would do is I'd, I'd find somewhere cheap to park near the airport. And then I would go to the airport and take one of the hotel shuttles. And there was this Marriott that was by right off the blue line for the L. And so you could take the shuttle to from the airport to that hotel. I I only did this actually when my parents were staying there. So, but I knew you could do this, and I had done it a couple times. You take it from the airport as if you had just arrived on a flight to the the Marriott, and then it's right on the blue line. So then from there you can go from the blue line to like pretty much anywhere in Chicago, like from outside Chicago. So that's like a sketchy way to. That's like the the bougie in a backpack. That's like the bootleg way to do it too. But that's like even less. That's like not asking them to take a special route, but like, yeah, I wasn't even staying at the hotel. So <laughs> this is all funny, um, funny airport hacks that we have done with shuttle buses. Yeah, I think another hack that's kind of obvious, but maybe not as obvious is using the complain feature on airlines websites to get money when something goes wrong or using your insurance from your credit card, from your travel delay insurance on your credit card, or if you purchase travel insurance. I got a voucher from Spirit last year after my flight got canceled and I got stuck in Orlando. And they basically kind of reimbursed the cost of that flight, the Mm -hmm. round trip, which I was shocked that they did. I just was hoping to get something. And I just so I put a little message in the complaint box. And I also got reimbursed for my travel insurance. I had travel insurance on my Chief Sapphire Preferred. And I also had bought separate travel insurance. It was only like $10 policy. It was a really good deal. So I ended up getting like $800 out of that. My flight was only like $250. So it worked out great. But 
when they gave me a voucher, they said it could only be used on certain coded flights. And whenever oh. I looked up flights, it didn't you couldn't find what it said. So you had to call and ask, hey, is this flight under this code or this? And all the good deals that I would see did not qualify, of course. Mm-hmm. So you would have had to buy a really expensive flight. It's kind of like similar to what you were dealing with with Frontier, where you, they're only letting you use like the voucher on one transaction or something. Yeah. For yours, did you stack both the Chase and the private insurance? So did you get a claim for each or just one? So I did start a claim with both of them, but I think I think that's like, I think that's against the terms. So I didn't pursue both. But my plan was I started with the insurance that I had because it covered, mm-hmm. the reason I got it was because it had medical coverage too. Mm-hmm. And it also reimbursed, I think it had some language in there about reimbursing 150 percent in some cases like up to 150 percent so i knew there was more of a chance to get more money back than mm-hmm. what i had even spent and that's why i ended up getting like 800 dollars but I know people do this, but I contacted Chase just in case before I even paid for a hotel because mm-hmm. the, the way it works is you get, it could have been considered disruption or travel delay. And so mm-hmm. with when you pay with the, any portion of the flight you pay with the Chase card, you get the, that kind of coverage so that if you get stuck in a city and then the airline doesn't give you a hotel room, you can pay for a hotel room, you can get meals covered, you can get any toiletries or any anything that you really need Mm -hmm. aka people go on shopping sprees and buy a bunch of stuff from sephora which i didn't even have time to do that so i didn't even do any of that stuff but (laughs) but yeah you can do that kind of thing so i did call chase to make sure and explain the situation to make sure that situation was covered and so before i even booked a hotel but i did Mm -hmm. book it with my chase card just in case and then but then i ended up going through with my other insurance, which was a separate policy that I just had searched for based on my trip and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I ended up going with that. I didn't st- stacking the insurances did give me that kind of peace of mind, but I didn't go through all the claims processes for both because I don't think that's, I don't think it was the ethical thing. And I think Chase is supposed to cover it only if you have no other way to have mm-hmm. it covered. So if if my other insurance had failed for some reason, which they did take a while, so I knew like, okay, if that doesn't work out, I'll just go with Chase, but I didn't need to. So Oh, that that's good. Yeah. And so it was like a two hundred dollar flight, but you got eight hundred dollars back. Like Yeah, with, with something it. like that. I think I ended up because it covered the hotel room, which mm-hmm. was not eight hundred dollars. And then the Ubers to and from. Mm-hmm. I actually it was funny because it was in Orlando, which is not a bad place to get stuck. My sister was in Orlando too. And I could have just stayed with her because she was there for work. She was Uh at Disney World for work. I don't know, like a corporate thing. So I could have stayed with her if I really wanted to. But I was like, well, at least I can get the hotel night. (laughs) Like, get the, I think it was a, we ended up having to do, I think, I think it was a Marriott. But, you know, if you were going for like Hyatt status or something and you wanted to get that, like if you were on doing a challenge or something, that would have been a good time to just get a night in there that's going to be paid for and get those points. There wasn't any Hyatts that were available, unfortunately, because I totally would have done that. I feel like there's a lot more you can earn more Hyatt points by paying if you're if you know you're getting it covered in cash, then at least you know you're earning a bunch of Hyatt points from that stay too. Yeah, so that actually happened to me for EU two sixty one. So when I was coming back from Maldives, I had to connect in Dublin for a flight. So I tried to file the claim with American Express, but American Express later they told me like, oh, we actually don't cover IT issues. So what happened that day was Aer Lingus was having IT issues where they couldn't have any flights really operating off that day. So when I take a connection flight from Maldives to Dublin and then Dublin to Philadelphia because I was going to do some stacking over there too. 
room. So I was going to do the hotel merry-go-round in called Atlantic City. So that's why I had to go to oh, Philadelphia yeah. instead of to LAX. So I was like, okay, let me just do it this way because I have a specific goal in mind because the airport that's near Atlantic City, it's kind of small. So it's not as big like going somewhere else like Philadelphia. And then from Philadelphia to Atlantic City, I think it's like a two-hour bus more or less. So it's not that I bad. I didn't even know they had an airport in Atlantic City. And I I'm, was born yeah. and raised in New Jersey. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, well, it's not exactly in Atlantic City. It's close by. There's a small airport that's near New Jersey. I think Frontier operates out there. I forgot. It's very small. Oh, okay. it's, it's very it's very small. So it's kind of like how um, when you fly out of New York, some people go to Long Island. They fly out of Islip. I think that's I, the name. Yeah, I have been yeah, to Islip before. Name. Yeah, that's the name of the airport that they fly out. It's kind of like that similar. I think it's called Trenton. Okay, yeah. I think it might be Trenton, New Jersey. I, I forgot the name. Oh, Trenton. Right yeah, I guess Trenton. Trenton does yeah. have an airport. I forgot about that. But Yeah, you know. so I was actually doing a Hyatt challenge <laughs> when that happened for the for, for that. So then I had one extra night or so. It, well, first night, there was no hotels because the whole airline issue. And then there was also a big concert that day for this country singer. I forgot his name, but there was a big concert going on. So all the hotels were booked out. And then I actually had to stay at a hostel. <laughs> and I haven't stayed in a hostel in years. And it nothing felt, wrong with it. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong. Like you can travel however you want, but like I haven't. I think about it. This girl just went to the Maldives and now again thrown into a hostel. And the thing was is that the hostel th- there is a four bed, right? And then when I got there around midnight, there was no one there. I felt like an old person. I was like, it's midnight. Everybody is out partying. Oh, because they were out partying in Atlantic City. Exactly. And then <laughs> and I you're felt- like, I'm just here for my for a merry-go-round. Like you guys aren't here for the merry-go-round. I'm, I'm just here because my flight got messed up, and then like I have to go to do a status match in Philadelphia and everything. And then I I messaged Hyatt. Because I had to cancel the hotel and I had a free night certificate for that hotel because it was from doing the Hyatt Bingo. So I had that hotel covered from that. But then the hostel, I paid like, I think like over $100 or so for four beds. And then it was me in there. So I was one of the beds. And then everybody was coming home like in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like when you're in your 30s. You're not in your 20s anymore and you feel like an old person. Everybody's coming in here at the hostel. And I literally just got back from a trip from the Maldives. So here I am at some five star hotel with my own like swimming pool in my um Maldives trip to now getting a shared dormitory where I have had to share a bathroom in the middle <laughs> of the hostel instead of having the luxurious life I just had the day before and that's the that bougie was... in a backpack way <laughs> it was a bougie in a backpack way and then um the next day I I switched to the Hyatt and I was like so relieved after that but I messaged Hyatt and I told them what happened and everything and then they didn't charge me for that hotel because depending on the hotel if you don't show up sometimes they charge you a fee so like if you have a situation like this that comes up try to see if you can work with the hotel like I called I think I called a Hyatt corporate or I messaged it on the Hyatt app I didn't want either one I think I, I messaged on the Hyatt app actually and told them what happened like hey I'm stuck here there's no flights out of Dublin I know that there was like a depending on the hotel like I know in New York it's usually around 6 or 7 p.m. to cancel the, the day of but some other like hotels they might have a more stringent policy park Hyatt in Kyoto when I was there I think it was like a 30 day notice 20 or 30, 30 day days notice. yeah that's crazy for, for park I would Hyatt, almost not, I wouldn't want to book it until like for, the day before just to be sure so for, so for park Hyatt Kyoto that's a very nice hotel in Japan that one you have to cancel within 20 to 30 days I forgot I think it's 30 days I'm pretty sure with if you book with points it, you can only cancel within 30 days if not you pay a penalty so then like wow. for me um 
like when I had that hotel uh, booked in Philadelphia, I had to um, message Hyatt and told them what happened and they didn't charge me. And they're like, okay, it's, a, it's fine. We'll waive the thing and just choose a new date when you come back and work out your flights and stuff. So they were very nice about that. But I know that certain hotels like the Park Hyatt Kyoto that you have yeah. to like, if you cancel before that time frame, you get charged a fee. So and also for Park Hyatt Kyoto, when I was in Japan, I booked that hotel last minute because availability pops up last minute. So, like, you never know sometimes. I mean, that happened to my flight to Tokyo, too, where I booked the flight 19 days before. So it was very last minute when award space opened up for the cherry blossoms because I went during peak season. So when you're trying to do something that's very, like, peak, you have to be kind of open to, like, booking something last minute, which I know can be very daunting for a lot of people. So that's how I roll too, though. Like, yeah. that's kind of my I actually it's funny you say that because I for Japan, I actually changed I changed my flight three times for that for when mm-hmm. I but I went in January, um, end of January. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot less busy than during cherry blossom season. But I actually I finally ended up rebooking it like two days before. So and people were like freaking out like, how can mm-hmm. you do that? It's so scary. And I knew I had a flight and it was because I wanted to get business class from directly from New York to Tokyo to mm-hmm. to Narita so it was a, like the longest possible flight I could get was all the <laughs> way from New York to Narita and I was like well if I'm gonna pay for business class it's the same points cost it was 60,000 American mm-hmm. airline miles and then five dollars and sixty cents so you really can't beat that for flying business class and I was like well if I'm gonna experience business class I might as well experience it as long as possible and so I tried to get that flight but I had changed I started off with flying out of Indiana and then I was flying mm-hmm. out of Charlotte because that's where I started but then I ended mm-hmm. up re there was like a the Charlotte flight had a connection somewhere else and whatever so I was like I just want to fly out of New York <laughs> just do it direct yeah you have to do what's um, best for you like I know that it could get kind of like scary for a lot of people because <laughs> like when I do stuff like that they're like you booked 19 days before and I was like well that's where the flight was and then the flight that I had to when I was leaving LAX I had to position so I did LAX to Seattle and then from Seattle, I did the flight to Tokyo in business class on a And that one I booked on Air Canada. So like that one's different because I booked with Air Canada, but Tokyo, Japan and Seattle, or they're in the same region. But if you did Tokyo from LAX, that's a different region. So it was cheaper for me to book it that way too. Wow. So it's like all these different things at play. But, but LAX didn't, even if I wanted to pay more, if I wanted to, there was no availability out of LAX anyway. And this was like 19 days, like 18 to 19 days out. If I wanted that business class seat, I had to position out of Seattle where there was an opening. So Wow. So does is Air Canada, they're the ones choosing that region for that flight? Yeah, so it's based on the on- award chart. So like, you know mm-hmm. how like yours, your award chart for American Airlines, that was 60000 across the U.S.? Mm-hmm. So Air Canada is distance-based. So the distance from Tokyo, Japan to Seattle, there is still the same region. So that would still like be a certain amount of points that you have to pay. But if I switch from Tokyo to LAX, that's like a different region. So it'll be more expensive. So it's, okay, it's, region, yeah. it's based on the distance flown. Mm-hmm. So it was cheaper. That's why a lot of airlines, they operate out of Seattle too. Because um, I don't know if you noticed this or not. But American Airlines, they're actually making a big hub out of Seattle now too. So they're going to compete with other like airlines and too, too. Also, Seattle's a big tech hub. So that kind of makes sense anyway, because like a lot of technology products, they're based, they're made in China. So it, it makes more sense where it's, why it's closer to Asia too. But now that um, American Airlines, they made this announcement, I think like months ago, where they're moving like one of the big flagships um, from LAX for Asia flights to um, Seattle. 
just because it's more yeah. um, sustainable for them. It, it, it's more money for them because it's it's cheaper to, to operate out of Seattle than Los Angeles. So that's why. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, they're moving towards like Seattle too. Well, for, yeah, I've never like been to hub. Seattle. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I only went to Seattle. Actually, I've been like... to the airport many times, <laughs> just like a layover there, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah, I, I only did the, um, I did a three and a half layover when I was, there. I was scared too. I was like, oh my gosh, what happens if something happens? It was raining that day. So I got kind of scared. I was like, oh my gosh, if it rains, we'll have my flights delayed. And then like, then I missed this business class seat, but it ended up being okay. Yeah. Like sometimes you want it to go a little bit more wrong so that you can get more yeah as long as you're prepared but it's like important to be to have those things in place because it just gives you that peace of mind so that when you're in that situation you're not thinking oh no like I'm gonna be delayed you're like oh I'm gonna get some money out of this (laughs) it's just like you know a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing silver lining yeah well my favorite one that always gives you gives you stuff is southwest (laughs) southwest I was delayed for like an hour or two from Chicago to LAX and then I I told him on Twitter I was like hey like now with my flight being delayed I missed the last bus to go home so now I have to pay for an Uber and everything and then they gave me a voucher (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're nice they like sometimes they sometimes they'll just give you a voucher when you show up at the airport like for a delayed flight and you're just like okay like they'll just like like you scan your boarding pass or something or like you go to get your boarding pass they're like oh here by the way here's the voucher you're like I didn't even ask for this but okay like sure I'll take it like I didn't even I wasn't even going to ask because it was a delay that you know happens all the time but I've gotten just random just vouchers from them like okay yeah so that is all for us this week. If you learned something, if you enjoyed listening to this, if you could please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We really appreciate it. It's what keeps us going. It's what allows us to put on events like our five-day stacking challenge. And make sure you join our Facebook group if you haven't already. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Bye.